All right, all right, all right, right on. Welcome to Right On Radio, everyone. We're going to have a good one for you today. You asked and you shall receive. We're going to be talking about the world fairs and the ancient technology, the Tartarians, and the secret history of North America. Should be very interesting indeed. Glad you are here with us, just waiting for the military analyst to come on in. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to make a couple announcements, ones that you may or may not be excited about, but I think it's all going to be good. The first one is, uh, the show is not posted yet. Uh, however, at 5.45 today on Podbean and on our YouTube channel, it will be Jesse and Jeff doing a show together. It's just some announcements but i think you'll want to hear and uh, i actually gave away a revelation in that that i think you will find most interesting uh also right after that i have just finished taping the new chapter in new goggles and this is deprogramming from what pharaoh has taught you and getting your mind more in sync with God and seeing the world in a whole new way, hence new lenses or new goggles, as I like to say. So don't forget to uh, check those out there. It's, it's, that should be at 5.45 p.m. And then at 6 p.m. will be the new goggles. It'll be on all the platforms, of course. So please enjoy those. Share them with your friends. Share this one. Give us some likes. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And if you can do the pod point things, it really helps the algorithm. That's the main thing that drives the algorithm. I hate asking for it, but, you know, your super chats, your gifts and stuff like that really do make an impact. But without further ado, he risks his life to bring you this intel. And by the way, this intel is some of what we're talking about. This is dangerous stuff that uh, we're going to be talking about today or Chris is going to be presenting. Uh, he goes under the alias of Chris Wilson, but we call him the military analyst because that really sums up what he is and what he is doing for you based on his high-level experience in the military, his ability to read and cipher truth and to research and to verify. And he does this in service to humanity. And for that, we thank you. Chris, welcome back to Right on Radio. <coughs> Yes, uh, good afternoon, Jeff, uh, and audience. Uh, I have some good news for our audience, which includes you. Yesterday, I spent three and a half hours establishing a corporate bank account with the uh, Southern Florida district manager for that bank. He controls uh, the entire southwestern uh, section. And uh, he saw our... He read through and he, uh, we spent an hour going over the material uh, prior, uh, a couple days ago. And he was, ex I don't want to overstate this, but he was extremely impressed. Uh, we will be going public in about less than six days. We're, our objective is to go before the, uh, uh, the um, before July 4th. And this may well happen. The second uh, factor is that the uh, licensing has already been affected, affected as of uh, today, right now, by one o'clock. So the two factors put together will go forward. Uh, as I mentioned to you, this, this is about uh, saving humanity. It is infallible, it will work. 
It is working now. What I need the audience to do for those that uh, want to live beyond the <laughs> one year is that, uh, by my projection, they need to have a passport that's valid. Uh, they need to have uh, extended papers for their passport. They are going to need the picture ID that is a supplement to it. It's like an extra $15. And um, what was the other thing? They, um, they will need exactly $3,500, a one-time fee for life. Everything will be inclusive. Everything, food, clothing, uh, arrangement, you name it, it's all covered. And this will be going uh, public. I opened up a standard account. It will go platinum within a uh, matter of hours to a uh, few days. Anyway, the point is... Chris, it is i got to interrupt you there. Can we announce, make the big announcement on Right On Radio, seeing as I believe this is the biggest platform you're on? Can we break the news here? Well, I'm going to break it when I get confirmation of the last details, okay? Yes, you're, we're going to break can, it. Can we it will be on yours. It will be exclusive Thank to you yours. Very much. The point is that this is a Christian-based uh, uh, podcast and uh, site so that I'm going to your site first and then I will go to uh, Kilted Christian so that I will be able to cover all the Christian uh, sites and yours is the primary. I've always made yours a primary. However, um, uh, basically there's just a few more details and then we'll be able to go public. But this is, I nothing like this has been done before, literally. We've worked on this for over five years and he gets at least 60% of the credit. But my background is operation logistics. So that's where I, I uh, come in. Anyway, what I do wanna do is uh, now that, and this also includes, I'm not just here to save the feminine species. That's understood, I've mentioned that before. However, this applies to all. We will also be needing men that uh, are healthy, uh, that are virile, that, that are basically uh, uh, addict-free of any kind. And uh, this will be, a, everyone will take part and uh, it'll be majority share uh, for uh, this arrangement, uh, living arrangement for the rest of our lives. Anyway, uh, this is going to take effect very, very shortly. Uh, everyone will need to be ready and that means uh, closed packed um, by mid-September, okay? So um, I won't go into further detail. I would, just add, I would just add, it's probably not a bad idea to review the bug out bag that Chris has posted uh, for free. It's, also, it's on the military analyst uh, site on rightonyou.com. Uh, not only inside that, but you can just get it uh, without even joining. It's absolutely free. Go to rightonyou.com. That's right on with the letter u.com, and you can get the bug out bag by the military analyst. It is a very detailed document. And uh, furthermore, if you want to follow along with these intel briefs and stuff like that, the uh, the briefs we're covering today have been posted. I literally got them up two minutes before the show started. I've been really rushed doing everything uh, today. However, the the pictures are stunning. Uh, we are going to describe them in the best detail. Uh, for those of you who are not partaking in uh, supporting the military analyst uh, on that channel, it also supports Right On Radio, by the way. Uh, but uh, you go to rightonyou.com and you can follow along with the Intel briefs. Over to you, Chris. All right. So now they're going to get 
in a matter of whether it's hours or uh, days, they're going to get the literally um, the notification of their lifetime. And they will understand just how uh, detailed this has been for what it takes to uh, orchestrate such a survival plan. They will see a lot of the details. Anyway, where I wanted to go is one last detail. Now that the men also know that they're a very viable part, that uh, as well as as the the women, uh, I will be asking for one administrative specialist, someone that is uh, single. Um, basically, uh, is they'll have a room and board taken care of. Will be an integral factor of uh, uh, this this uh, project uh, for life. And it'll be in uh, Southwest Florida. So the arrangements will be made. Uh, so I want this to be out there. And Jeff, they will contact you by email for any single woman that is available. Uh, I think even Carmen of uh, Getting Naked with Gaya, I haven't talked to her directly, but that's a possibility. But I'm leaving it open because we'll need one for correspondence and also administrative matters. Uh, because of the volume we'll be handling for uh, people that wish to uh, extend their lives. Anyway, uh, let's go on with All the right. program. And so we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to work out some details on how to do that. But my e my uh, show email is right on Jeff at gmail dot com. And uh, just at, at I want to give a disclosure. Uh, we will break the news here. Uh, I do uh, trust Chris. I support Chris. However, I do not know all of the details of this thing, so at this point, I can not uh, say that I'm supporting it or I'm not supporting it or anything like that. I haven't heard any details, so uh, there is no official endorsement from Right On Radio. However, we will yeah. present the information to everybody. And, you and by the way, Chris, uh, for those of you, for those who have signed up for the military analyst, I can send out a direct email to all of those people as well with uh, fair enough and you will get all the information and you will support it because this will save your life and family as well um it is absolutely infallible we've gone over every aspect every detail point of being is that uh you will be able to post this the material i give you will uh, you'll be able to post it on your right on you site as well as uh we'll figure out a way to make it for everybody in the audience um so that they can actually see it. Uh, they're gonna be able to see it from our website. Okay, here's what I want the audience to remember. Uh, and I'm talking, when I say remember, I mean memorize it. Don't just write it down, memorize it. Okay, it's New Life Aboard, N-E-W-L-I-F-E-A-B-O-A-R-D.com. So, Everyone write that down, memorize it, and that will be the, the website that you'll be seeing in a matter of days, if that long. But all the major details have been done. We're just finalizing the wrap-up the wrap on it now. Anyway, you'll get that, Jeff, and uh, this will be exclusive to your site. All right, let's go on with the essays. We were already uh, 12 minutes into this. Okay, today we're going to be talking about, I know the audience wanted the... Uh, about the uh, uh, world's fairs and the uh, ancient civilizations and uh, uh, architecture that was built beneath it, that file disappeared from my phone, and I don't dis uh, I don't delete anything. This is critical information. It's one of the three most important aspects uh, that the covert uh, 
deep state has many names, wants to cover up and make sure that the public knows nothing about it. One is that there was ancient civilizations already in the United States and North America, including Canada. And this is part of the Tartarian Empire, which the predecessors of the CIA later uh, changed in the uh, late 1880s uh, to Mongolia, which is a made-up name to begin with. They were Tartarians or Tartars. Okay, that's one of them. And basically that we had many, that all the maps between 1600 to 1900 have been altered. There was major geomorphic uh, changes on this planet during those last 300 years, including in uh, California uh, being separated from the, from the coast or one that was, uh, what I have from my work is that it was another continent that was uh, parallel to it that later sank. Anyway, there's two versions, but I think mine is more accurate. Uh, then, so those those are uh, two of the primary that the the uh, deep state does not want the public to know that ancient civilizations did exist on all continents, and they've used the world fairs to cover up. And basically, it's all Masonic. It's it's uh, they use the the of the world fairs to host in major cities between, started in Germany in 1850 and then moved throughout Europe and then into the United States in the 1900s. However, those had multiple meanings and I'll go into that later, but it was basically showing new technology that was existing while covering up old civilizations that already pre-existed. And then they buried it and very few of those structures still exist today because no, even though they cost millions upon millions of dollars at that time, it was more important in their Masonic order to basically destroy it because it was giving a glimpse of how they control the world and how they control history and many other factors as well as energy. Okay, let's go forward in this one. And they'll learn about, um, this one is, is a prelude to it. It's the atmospheric etheric energy. Etheric is E-T-H-E-R-I-C. So you can basically go the um, A-E-C. Now, the basically, uh, this is what we know as antiquic, which is A-N-T-I-Q-U-I, antiqui, which is short for antique or antiquated technology. And this is from the Tartarians. The Tartarians were a more, uh, more advanced race than the public even conceives of because everything has been rewritten and it's been written so that it, it conforms to the Masonic ideology. So basically, uh, the first picture shows uh, that it was the um, principal highest buildings of the old world. And it gives a list and that can be actually blown up uh, once you uh, get a copy to look at it from uh, uh, Jeff's right on you. And so this is the world's tallest buildings, and this was created uh, in 1884. It is in color. They're showing uh, drawings of the ancient buildings, but it lists them all individually and where they are in the world. So there is a, um, a like a table of contents below or index. All right. So from uh, the script, it goes, I've always had this funny feeling about those fancy classical stone structures covered with fussy carvings, intricate aerials, colossal columns, enormous entryways, 
Was that all really necessary? Now, these are done by, uh, he doesn't list his name, but he, his website is available. It's We Warrior Blogs, and that's W-E Warrior Blog.com. Anyway, <clears throat> so then it shows uh, more, it shows photographs of these ancient structures. Some still exist. Others have been uh, raised or torn down. And it says, why would our forefathers exert such a Herculean effort back in the old days with only human slash beast power aided by pulleys and levers? Okay. And then it shows hauling the fluted cast iron columns shafts for the peristyle of the dome for the train station to the Capitol workyard. And that was November 1856. And this was by the architect of the Capitol. So they're showing what they use with just manpower and horsepower to create these, uh, move the equipment of giant structures in 150 years ago. Then it continues, certainly all that labor could have gone into more practical municipal or military projects. But no, every great city contains intricately decorated monumental architecture built at a great expense. And then it shows a drawing uh, of the Tennessee Centennial Exposition. And that was, let me see, what is that, October? I can't read the date. It's too small. So years ago, to answer my initial curiosity about why the same colossal architecture was imitated in cities around the world, I delved into the symbolic meaning of monuments and city layouts with help of esoteric researchers like Freeman Fly, F-L-Y, and Matthew Deleuze, D-E-L-O-O-Z-E, who postulate the human energy hyphen gathering potential of such structures, such structures. Then it shows another picture, um, and these are all old. He didn't uh, um, date every one, but they're, they're going back uh, 100 years at least. This gave me the first clue that this reoccurring architecture wasn't something random or mere imitation. These elements all add up to something that involves power, P-O-W-E-R, exclamation. And then he goes on to... Uh, a picture, in, uh, which is a drawing of St. Basil's Cathedral in Moscow, built 1200 AD. And what you need to know is when you see these pictures, they all have very elaborate, ornate uh, spiral towers throughout. Those towers have a second meaning. I'll get into that later. But not until I watched Forgotten Ancient Technologies, colon, Atmospheric Electricity, Vimanas, and that's V-I-M-A-N-A-S. Vimanas was in 5,000 years ago when on India where they actually had uh, flying what you would call like a UFO, but they, they were flown, but they were more like an airship. And more by New Earth, an excellent researcher and great challenger of quackamania, which did those proverbial light bulbs snap on. And then it gives the actual... Um, uh, linked for the YouTube, if it's still valid. She pointed out that drawing electricity from the atmosphere could be relatively simple. If your city was planned with buildings designed to protect, properly attract, collect, and dispense the accumulated current. And that's what those spires were for on all your churches, buildings, cathedrals, uh, every type of uh, 
uh, museums, uh, personal homes, to um, every type of museum. And the point is, they were actually energy collectors. So in 1550, this is a depiction of the what they call the antiquae, which is A-N-T-I-Q-U-I hyphen tech, T-E-C-H, collection and disbursement. And that's from a drawing in 1550 showing these towers. This was never released. And this is what the deep state does not want the public to know is that there was always a purpose for all these elaborate structures, both in churches, cathedrals, museums, private homes, government buildings, etc. They were all to collect. Can I, can I just add to that real quick? Same Go with right the ahead. obelisks. The obelisks, like in uh, Washington, D.C., like in uh, in England, uh, in the center 26. of the Vatican. Same, right. same idea, yeah. Right, but those have even, that is correct, Jeff. Those are to collect energy. But what they're doing is they're actually, they're focal points from Mother Earth, Gaia, G-A-I-A, and those are energy points for on ley lines. Every major city, Jeff, around the world, every major one was built on uh, Mother Earth's uh, elect, um, what you call invisible harmonic uh, ley lines. It's energy grid. And where they cross, these ley lines intersect. They are, actually, they are called nodes, N-O-D-E-S. And this allows this energy to come to the surface from internal. Now, unfortunately, all the CIA and evil governments of the world, they already know this, and they have planted uh, cities were built on top of every one of these locations to access the power secretly from the public and be able to manipulate it for nefarious purposes. And that is what's occurred for several hundred years, at least. Okay, so those have a... They do uh, collect, store, and and uh, discharge power, but it's this particular power was designed to actually do it from from Mother Earth internally. However, because of the height, they can actually dispense them as well, and it could actually be a, a, rece a receptive, uh, as you were saying, uh, and that's for etheric energy. Okay, um, keep in mind we are not talking about the conventional modern version of wired electricity used to run typical lab, uh, labor-saving devices. And here it shows a picture, which is obviously superimposed, but it's, uh, well, not a picture, it's, it's a drawing, and it shows an Egyptian uh, woman uh, of uh, the pharaonic days, and she's sitting at a, at a, a table uh, styled in their era, as well as lamp, with, a, with a, basically a, um, a desktop computer, and that goes to a printer, that is uh, displaying out um, uh, hieroglyphics from the printer, but it's it's all in the background uh, and it was very clever. Anyway, what this is going on to say is the concept of antiquay technology, tech, is the crafting of architectural forms to attract and distribute the natural static electrical charge present in the atmospheric etheric energy, known as the AEE, a subtle force of nature that operates whether we believe it or not. I've known about it for a long time. And it's not the static electricity you get when you rub the carpet or a wool sweater and, and you get shocked. This is natural, invisible energy that exists around us that they've never addressed. But Nikola Tesla knew of it and he worked with it. 
and so did several others, uh, at least a dozen others. Okay, at present, science has classified AEE, quote, as, quote, dark matter to explain all this pervasive substance that eludes conventional physics. Well, okay, then it shows a picture of uh, uh, some center circle uh, with a, um, uh, a platform on the center and a um, uh, almost like an obelisk, but it's got a uh, um, some icon at the top of like an angel or uh, for um, image and collecting energy. Anyway, then it goes on with uh, talking about and then it's got a um, a um, diagram where he shows under dark matter you have what is called like three categories. You have invisible, which is dark matter doesn't emit, absorb, or reflect light, so it's impossible to see. Uh, it's important because scientists think dark matter helps to hold the universe together, and then it's advanced detectors help us to search for dark matter, uh, starting in uh, basically 1933, Swiss astronomer Fritz Zwicky, Z-W-I-C-K-Y, theorizes the science or the existence of a mysterious substance he calls dark matter. So that name originated in 1933. Then you have, in 1970s, you have Vera, V-E-R-A, Rubin, R-U-B-I-N, discovers evidence to support the existence of dark matter. Then in 1990s onward, you have scientists begin running dark matter particle detectors in a deep underground labs. Then you have in 2000 onwards, you have space-based detectors launched to search for indirect evidence of dark matter fragments. So then you have, um, uh, going from his diagram, you have planet stars and the um, stuff we can see makes up just 5% of the universe. And then it goes, dark matter is everywhere. And it shows the 5% normal that we have uh, and the other 95% is mystery. And dark matter bends light. That's how we know it exists. And then we have on the other side of the chart, it goes, it's mysterious. It's been many decades since we first theorized the existence of dark matter, but we still haven't proven it. And it goes, is it a particle or is it an atomic gravity? Most scientists think dark matter might be a strange type of a particle. Others think it could be an undiscovered property of gravity. And so it goes in the diagram, it shows the um, typical uh, uh, electron, neutron, proton uh, nucleus where it's uh, doing the, um, the three elliptical circles crossing each other. Okay, it says um, dark matter is out there. Present day, the search goes on. Okay, that's the chart. So the theory goes that if properly harvested, antiquate tech could harness and channel the AEE into buildings and public spaces to generate light, regulate temperature, and create an energy field that sterilizes harmful bacteria. I believe that's absolutely correct. And we should have already done that decades ago. I've applied my elementary knowledge of electrical energy to postulate how certain building designs could harvest the kind of refined spiritual energy that creates a healthy climate-controlled 
well-lit environment for its occupants. And then it, it's got a diagram uh, with a, a, like a schematic almost of uh, different types of buildings that are, exist around the world. Like uh, one is like the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Another one is, I think, Soviet Union, Russia. And it goes, Builder, B-I-L-D-E-R, Atlas, shows cross-sections of columns, arches, and pillars, the different types of architecture that can be used to basically collect, uh, store, uh, refine, uh, enhance, and uh, uh, regulate or and also emit uh, this, this dark energy of this type of electricity. To grasp the idea of how architecture can harness power via AEE, let's focus first on places of worship. You have cathedrals, mosques, and synagogues. Since they are the most obvious structures in any city that should generate a beneficial energy source. And as we all know, okay, this one shows a monastery uh, and it shows um, of the uh, Trappist moves. And that one's, uh, it's, uh, let me see. It looks like it's near, oh, it's near, uh, I believe, uh, Dunkirk. Okay, it's in Europe. So the basic uh, strategy of harvesting AE is to build a nice tall tower or two or more topped with aerials hereafter referred to as he named he named it fiddy bits f i d d fiddly f i d d l y b i t s okay fiddly bits made a conductive material fashioned to attract the atmospheric etheric energy the aee charge from the atmospheric static electricity field and channel it into that structure and then it shows basically the next picture is a uh, one type of antenna which is a uh, combination of like a mosque where it shows uh, shows a half moon circle and then it shows a cross above it and it goes this is one example of a fiddly bit antenna that's his name I've never heard that before please don't think it's just a lightning rod remember conventional history insists that Benjamin Franklin was the first to install a lightning rod in 1753 ish this structure predates Franklin by centuries but it is still pulling a charge because a fiddly bit appears to have a grounding wire or tapping to it. If all those spires were just for ornamentation, twisted spires like this would make no sense. But the AEE harvesting theory throws new light behind the reasoning for building such structures. This has been known for so long, and that's obviously part of the deep state, the Masonic order, which goes back <laughs> thousands upon thousands of millennia. Anyway, this one shows the Chesterfield, that C-H-E-S-T-E-R-F-I-E-L-D spire in England, and the Chesterfield spire is a pinnacle, but it is actually spiraled rather than straight up. And then basically, I think what they've done over the centuries is they've modified how to um, best enhance the actual... Uh, electrical charge that uh, this etheric charge of uh, etheric electricity, how they can best uh, absorb it and utilize it as far as um, maintaining it as well as uh, uh, recept this reception of it as well as the discharge of it. The second part of the formula to accumulate AEE is to place a dome or steeple or both underneath the fiddly bits, okay? And that's why it's showing basically under every single steeple that's been made. Uh, 
for every type of structure. Uh, it is a metal arrangement for collecting energy. A huge clock is also a common feature on these structures, possibly once functioning as a tuner for more sophisticated antiquitech. Anyway, uh, then it shows more pictures of uh, uh, the, uh, the onion dome and steeple, and that's from the Holy Trinity Church. But I didn't know if I where. Now that the AE is gathered in, in the dome collectors of the ceiling, it can be channeled into the building. So one method uses metal rods attached to the domes that ends with a filament that glows when exposed to this, this uh, subtle current. And basically, many have lights and rods throughout so that as the energy comes in, it can also light up and uh, generate electricity for uh, illumination. And this one is from the Brighton Synagogue ceiling. Okay. Then the next one it shows is big. It's from the Cairo Mosque. And that one, I think that one's an artist's rendition, but it could have been either. Now, to disseminate and broadcast the healing aspect of the AE that has been accumulated in the building. Oh, and those urn-looking structures on the corners of roofs are likely chemical batteries that collect and distribute the AE wirelessly. And then it's showing pictures of um, uh, a different type. It's more of like a uh, Chinese style where it's a, a pyramid um, going to... Um, uh, descending in, in, uh, to, the, to a, a point. Okay, the simplest way to do this is via sound. This can be accomplished many ways, like playing the big pipe organ to attune and direct the effects for those inside and ringing the church bells to project the AEE, the atmospheric etheric energy, through the vicinity. And he, the author is showing all these different uh, incredible spirals and ornate systems. To me, the ornate aspects of these on churches, cathedrals, and um, uh, buildings throughout was to cover its actual purpose, which was uh, collecting, storing, and utilizing etheric energy. Then you also have bell towers. That's another one. This one is Ignatius. Iglesia, Iglesia de Santos Tomas. So we're, um, that's a Roman Catholic church in, wow, it's a long word. It's Guatemala, but it's Chichan Castena, Castenago, Castenago. Anyway, these buildings had amazing acoustical properties before being subjected to modern remodeling. Photos didn't record in the essay. There was one that uh, he posted and it didn't come out in, in the essay. So I put a note in there. Inside the cathedral, the acoustics of buildings react with the collected AEE to create vibrational resonance that can be used to heal and perhaps even to protect. I have believe it's got an absolute, uh, that it also has uh, incredible healing powers as well. Sound is, there's so much to sound we have no conception of because we haven't pursued it. St. George's Church's organ that's in Hanover Square, New York City. Okay, he says, so if cathedrals are equipped with those aerials, comma, domes and bell towers to create a healthy etheric power grid, why not make the other buildings that way as well? And then it shows 
uh, a drawing in color of, um, where was it? It looks like uh, Towers and Spires of Burlington. And it looks like IA, it looks like Iowa. Okay. Well, turns out it's not hard to find homes or more specifically mansions and palaces, uh, schools, usually private academies and civic buildings, think courthouses and old post offices that encompass all of these elements in subtly different ways. And so it's showing uh, drawings and pictures of it as well. For instance, check out this pipe organ installed at the Biltmore Estate. This was an aristocratic family, the Biltmores estate in Manhattan, supposedly built between 1889 and 1895. It's a gigantic mansion. It's like three to four stories tall with towers everywhere. Okay. It was played from dawn until bedtime whenever the family was in residence. You'll be able to see these photos. Okay. The next picture, it's got pipe organ and the AE chan, chan, excuse me chandelier above the dining hall and these are just gigantic another interesting uh, aspect of these elaborate mansions and palaces are the non wood burning fireplaces this is important they look like they're designed for wood but they were never used for wood because they had another purpose and that was collecting energy Pipe organ and fireplace at the Vanderbilt Mansion in New York City. Although at first glance, it looks like a regular fireplace. Further inspection reveals that they are very shallow and instead of brick, the back of the chamber is lined with a large metal plate, typically adorned with intricate art. They also sport andirons, which do not hold log grates like modern fireplaces, but seem to serve as regulators and or transmitters. So they were designed as a, to look like a fireplace audience, but they had no intention of burning a fire in it. They were energy collectors and receptors. And this is all known by all those uh, aristocratic families about the secret energy uh, usage and storage and uh, uh, dispersal. And then he's showing pictures of these fireplaces. I also noticed a picture of old mansions with functionings antiquate tech how furniture is never grouped around the fireplace like modern versions today because we use fireplaces for to generate heat and warmth for the home. Apparently, the climate control features of the AE kept the rooms at an even temperature throughout. And then it's showing how fascinatingly large these, these rooms were and how elegant. It is hard to find any pictures of these AE devices without fire damage. They were never built for fires. And then it goes, then there's the Biltmore Estate fireplace. Shows a picture of that, how elaborate these are. This one in Paris has been preserved in its original state. And it's got gold leaf around all the uh, the walls. And it's obviously designed as a fireplace, but never uses one. The AE fireplace with metal plates and andiron transmitters is shown there. Now, these types of climate control devices can be detected from outside the building because they have flat, skinny chimneys that, that are connected with circulation instead of the modern wide chimneys that have to draw smoke. It's very clever how they've hidden this technology among us for well over 150, 
probably 200 years. Perhaps this explains why these antiquate tech structures often catch fire after conversion. So when they get converted over to using fireplaces, they burn down or they get uh, sabotaged. And it shows a picture of one. He didn't label it where it is, but it's these are gigantic mansions. And then the next one is a drawing of a um, from a historical society showing a, one of these mansions that uh, caught on fire. To help determine, to help me determine the real old empire question uh, in parentheses Tartarian question mark residential architecture from the modern imitations. I look for four main features to identify. Number one the, uh, is the fiddly bits he calls them on top the metal or stone protuberances to serve as an antenna. Number two, flat chimneys, never enough chimneys to heat such a large building by conventional means. Number three, dormers and towers on roofs to accumulate and distribute the AEE. And number four, colossal entryways. Not sure if these indicate giants built them, but they're always there. Okay. Then the next picture is the Mark Hopkins Mansion in San Francisco, built in 1890. And it shows a very old picture with a, like a trolley car that's, uh, that's going in front of it. Okay. Uh, now the real tricky part is the Tartarian theory, which postulates that many of these antiquate tech structures we know and love, especially in the United States, were actually built by the Tartar. And that's spelled two ways. The original way was T-A-T-A-R, and it was later changed to T-A-R-T-A-R. So just think of Tartar and Empire, who spread their AEE energy technology along seacoasts and major rivers all over the world. They had the largest empire, excluding Atlantis, and it went into both North and South America, Central, throughout Europe, uh, Africa, throughout Asia, and the Middle East. Okay, and then it shows a map uh, how grand the Tartarian Empire was as it was growing. Still not sure if the Tartarians are responsible for all this architecture, but the fact that their empire vanished from contemporary history books makes them a good starting point. And to eliminate them from history books, there obviously is a reason why their name was changed to Mongolian, as well as their actual empire, how far it extended. It went all the way to the Americas. So um, it shows a map of as it was growing, their empire. Now, uh, they said, he said, I must admit that they have the most elaborately designed fiddly bits. And fiddly bits are the towers with the spires on top of it. That's his name. And then it shows one, and I don't know, that could be, who knows, Russia. Um, so if the existing historical narrative explains the discovery of the Americas, uh, rather the, ex so if the existing historical narrative explaining the discovery of the Americas crumbles under the slightest scrutiny, might that imply that another civilization colonized the American continent well before the Europeans claimed to have discovered it? Question mark. Absolutely. In fact, it, is it possible they not only edited whole cultures out of history, but subsequently usurped their architecture and claimed it as their own? And then it shows a diagram of the Tartarians meet the Jesuits. Oh, that was a mistake. 
However, since I am not sure the Tartarians built all of these structures, I have decided on the old term of the term rather, old empire civilizations, plural, because I'm quite sure there were more than one. Which brings us to the idea that civilizations can purposely reset, be reset uh, by controllers who then enslave the devastated population and relocate them into abandoned cities. And then you have what is known as the, the mud flood puzzle, empty streets. And I have an article on that. We won't have time to do it today, but I already sent it to Jeff early this morning. More details about the strange occurrences in the Americas from 1700 to 1900. And that's in my mud flood blog. And basically what the public isn't aware is that between the 17 to the 1900s, there was massive flooding and mud slides across the entire North America. This literally buried the streets and cities and they eventually started digging them out. But what happened is, and this goes back all the way to the 1700s, but they got to a point where there was just too much. So what they did is they packed down the mud and they built, put their streets on top of it. And that's why the staircases in all the major cities across the United States, and possibly Canada as well, I think at least Eastern Canada, that when you look at it, you see what is steps that go down to what you think is a cellar. That is not the cellar audience. That was the first floor. But because of all these mud floods, and then they couldn't remove all the mud, so they just gave up and they packed it down, that became, the first floor be, became the, the actual basement, but it was never designed as a basement. That was actually stairs they built later because the roads that they packed the mud down onto was much higher as well as like 12 to 16 feet. Anyway, so that's, that's a fact of another factor that has never been addressed in any history book. So in this uh, article where it shows... Uh, the Washington Times, saved from the fury and flames of Perrines, and that's P-E-R-R-I-N-E apostrophe S comet. And it, uh, just a, a black and white uh, article of uh, like a newspaper print. So is there any evidence that these old empires remnants survived a major geographical event? And you have a, a photograph it shows Second Street between Delaware and Main Street, May 1869, Mechanics Bank building on left. So when you see this photograph, you'll see how big these mud floods came. They were as, as tall as buildings and can swallow them. So he goes, hmm, after studying many of the construction photos of these suspicious, suspicious structures, I noticed these consistent features. So he itemizes, number one, windows and entrances slightly below ground level or much lower. Work focused on towers, domes, and roofs. Number three, walls intact, often aged stone, but no evidence of masonry activity. This is interesting, no masonry. Number four, walkways and plazas finished before the structures. Interesting, and that's what it's showing and the next photo, how a mansion is being built, but the um, they're doing the road at the same time as the uh, the Biltmore Mansion in this picture. All right. Also, very curious is how many U.S. robber barons managed to construct or acquire 
these old empire buildings early in their careers, but then decided they were too expensive to maintain and demolished them within 30 years. That's very unusual. And you show shows a, a cartoon type uh, comic of a robber bearing robber baron straddling the Capitol, defying justice, law in the county. And it goes on to say, makes you wonder if the main priority of their controller agenda was to identify and occupy these existing buildings and systematically dismantle their AEE, their atmospheric etheric energy features, to put on exhibits at the World's Fairs. And here's a picture of the Chicago World's Fair windmills and how many, um, basically, windmills they designed there. It's, it's uh, over, overdone. While a select few continued to enjoy the AEE benefits, the lower class citizens were restricted to rudimentary, meaning dangerous power sources, until the modern electrical grid was developed to assure society's dependency on oil, gas, and coal, which could were easily controlled by them. Once the new meter tech was rolled out on huge fires in major cities, conveniently destroyed much of the evidence of the existing antiqui tech structures. And then it's showing uh, a drawing of uh, where the Chicago had one in like uh, the late 1800s. This one shows the great New York City fire of 1835. And that's a drawing, but it's uh, trying to show how history has been covered. The remain the remaining civil civic structures were folded into the elaborate world's fairs and expositions held in every major city around the turn of the century. And it shows here the Chicago World's Fair construction as it was undergoing. Once the event was over, controllers dismantled all but a few choices of old empire structures. And basically, or they just relocated them to use for their country clubs. And he goes, I kid you not. So there's a picture of uh, one being demolished that, and another one, they literally put it on a barge, a custom-built barge, and towed it uh, across from probably, uh, that's either uh, probably um, Chicago area to another location. And it's it's the equivalent of a three-story building that is very large, almost like a mini city block. Must admit, it's a pretty sad and frustrating exercise to contemplate that we have been fed a load of lies and denied a graceful existence with comfortable, disease-free cities and um, clean energy for our homes and businesses. It is doubly frustrating to realize how these great old empire buildings were usurped by the usurpers for the nefarious enterprises. And then it shows the uh, picture of inauguration for hydroelectric, and it's probably uh, uh, what they're building for the, um, uh, where's this one? I would say it says City of Toronto Archives, uh, 15, looks like 68. Anyway, anyway, but where there is knowledge, there is hope. And I dearly hope that the flood of evidence chipping away at their narrative and entertaining our collective consciousness will prove the undoing of these conventional lies. Let's give it a try. We've only got ourselves to blame 
if we are further deceived. And there's more evidence of fake history. And I did one on a Smithsonian basement uh, when giants roamed the Americas. And remember the Alamo, question mark. Then he goes, which one, question mark. So uh, that covers this article. And um, we can take a, a minute break and, and you can talk, Jeff, and then we can do the second. So, Chris, what I'd prefer to do is to do the second one on a separate podcast. So we'll uh, we can end this one and then do the next one because it's easier for people to search out uh, the information uh, if we do it that way. But I just want to make an announcement to ladies and gentlemen in the audience. Uh, I don't know if you realize the magnitude of what you just heard. Uh, this is possibly, in, in my opinion, one of the most dangerous uh bits of information that that we have put out or the military analyst has put out uh if this information gets out uh you know people have heard the rumors of the free power with uh tesla and stuff like that there's the evidence of it at the world fairs that were happening but this atmospheric energy can you imagine that uh you know everything in this world could be powered by just the air and water and water in the form of hydrogen of course as well which purifies air and purifies water when you burn it like perfect fuel source and then the rest of the stuff you can get emanate you can get illumination and stuff like that from just the air imagine that it would crush the cabal if everyone knew this stuff and the engineering of it is not that difficult as i understand so please do share this let people know that this is happening we want to change the world we want to take back this world this is one of the ways we do it folks uh, you know, it, it, knowledge is power, but knowledge is limited power. It's, uh, it's well, I, I give the answer to, to that uh, equation that I just mentioned on the new goggles that's coming out later today, I believe at 6 p.m. Uh, but uh, listen, share this one. Uh, come back. I'm just going to launch a new link and we'll do this is going to be the, uh, the hidden history of North America, Chris. Yes. We're, we're going to be doing the hidden history of North America. Next. Okay. One moment. Uh, I, let me bring it up here. I'm sorry. The call came in. It looked like it came from uh, Cisco cause it was Bentonville, Arkansas, but it didn't answer. And, uh, uh, but please don't, please don't give out location. Okay. Well, anyway, point is, uh, it looked like it was someone that I knew and I normally don't answer phone calls, but, uh, uh, I wouldn't get contacted unless it was important. Okay. Anyway, um, we're going to bring the yeah, lost. We'll, we'll do the hidden history of North America. That was the next Correct. one, right? All right. Perfect. So listen, we're going to reconvene in about uh, three minutes. I'm just going to create a new link as long as it takes me to do that. Uh, Chris, I'll send you the invite and we'll start it next. Hey, get the shares out. Uh, let people know that we're going live again. Uh, if, for any of our administrators here, uh, like Misty River, if you could post it on, uh, you know, um, to, uh, to our Telegram channels and stuff like that, I'll try to get that done as well. But uh, let's get the word out that we're doing a double header here today. We are here to serve you, uh, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, uh, not only fight for your country by sharing these things and let people know, but go to mylibertystand.com and we will let you know the corporate secret that no one wants you to know and we can't say it on air legally.
MyLibertyStand.com. Our people are standing by to serve you, uh, their fellow right on radio listeners. It's not a sales team or anything like that. It's not a sales process. Uh, just, hey, if you liked a movie, you might recommend a movie to someone. We're just recommending where you can shop and be, uh, you know, patriotic uh, in your things and create our own kingdom economy at the meantime. So, hey, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your... All right, o over and out, Jeff. I'll look for the re restart. Bye.